What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 28th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. Today was the first day that I woke up that my hair... Uh, it actually has some type of motion going on. Oh, where it's like you know, it's getting like, you. Let me blow up you. Oh yeah, there it is. There it's, getting, it is. it's like getting some cowlick situations sure. going on. Yeah. I'm like, this is a good sign. We're getting close to Productville. Of course, you, you shaved know? your head for extra life, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that the one? Yeah, yeah. Still, so there it is. I, I don't want to use the word regret, but um, still dealing with the, those choices. You know? Yeah, but, of course. Of course. But I, I give myself two weeks before I'm back, baby. I'm you think back. you'll be full blown back or just yeah. back a little bit? I'm thinking I'm back. I'm thinking That's I'm back. That's my Keanu. That's probably the best I can do. It sounded like you were in slow motion more than Keanu. I, I mean, is there you. much of a difference? Damn, man, this is some fucking indictment right here. Uh, Tim, before we go any further, obviously a huge news day, a whole bunch of different stuff's happening. Lots of it sad, lots of it very weird. Mm-hmm. Let's get the biggest news story out of the way. Yesterday, they took Moose's goose eggs. They did. How is the little man recovering? How is our prince? Oh, very poorly. The prince yeah. is not doing well, man. He last night drugged up out of his mind, like to the point that it was clear he didn't really know where he was. Mm. It, it was breaking mm. our mm. hearts, man. I, it was it was a rough night. Didn't sleep much last night because he crying all night. It, it sounds I've never heard before from him. What's going on with him in like medication? Of course, you know, uh, moose your dog if you're a new t- first timer here or something. They don't know that. And yeah, they they got they clipped him. Yes, they took his testicles. They they did. They did. I mean, well, the, the worst thing that ha- like he's a small dog and with small dogs, this happens every once in a while where the uh, more often than uh, you'd think uh, from what people are telling me that only one ball dropped. So the other mm-hmm. one was still inside. So they had to extract it, which is like a whole different surgery. Yeah, that's situation. not good. That's, that's, that's a rough yeah. I would think. Yeah, Gross. yeah. It, yeah, it's it's real bad. Uh, but they did, so it's all good. So that happened. So now he is ball free. So we went from having one ball to then two, and then you know just briefly because now he has none. Um, sure. Can, can, can <laughs> he didn't you, have time to enjoy both balls. Can you bring up what I just said to assets? And also, Kevin, I slacked you back. Is this better? I, you said my, I look dark. I turned up my lights a bit. Is this to your yeah, liking? Yeah, it's, it's better. It's just your you screen want more? is so bright is what it is, I think. Hmm. You're fine. You're doing the best you can. I'm proud of you. That's eight. Yeah, I, just, you know? I I feel real bad for the little dude. Like he, of course you do. He doesn't know what's going on, and he's just like trying. He keeps running into things with the cone. Sure, oh, he, yeah, cones are hard. Cones are hard. Not, not even wa- running, walking into things very slowly. Uh, yeah. Josh Strickland, the kind of funny, uh, the kind of funnies guy. Every Sunday, you can check him out on Twitter.com/slash kind of funny vids. Uh, he he did this little drag and yeah. Yeah, I that's Moose right there. It's no really testicles, sad, head in a cone. It is super mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, yeah. the worst thing is his head in a cone. He has so much fluff that it's just like his whole thing is fluff in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't so like it's that. Like, it sucks because it's funny, but it's also really sad. But, you know, sure, that's kind of sure. how things work. I this, find it kind of funny. Kind of funny. <laughs> I find it kind of sad. <laughs> that in the dreams in which game stops, die, stocks are dying are the best I've ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the crisis on Wall Street. A new voice for Sonic in Scavenger Studios putting out a statement because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad up requests, and everything under the daily video game sun on patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course you 
like I said, can be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way in Patreon, no big deal. You can go to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, podcast services around the globe to get each and every episode. And if that wasn't enough, you can watch us record them live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on those platforms. Housekeeping for you. The Kind of Funny Games cast 2021 predictions are up right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe on the Kind of Funny Games cast feed. Tim, were they spicy enough for your liking? Oh, they were so spicy. And I'm just so happy that I was able to, to use the, the classic Tim Gettys joke of GTA VI uh-huh. CE City. You know what I mean? Because you make some Vice City predictions. Or make so it like fucking happen, man. Make it happen. GTA 6 Vice City just works too well. I want it. That'd be super cool. You think you're going to get it? You have to watch the episode to find out. You have to watch you the episode to find out. That. Don't be giving away the content over there, Tim. God dang. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by patreon.com slash games, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Ah, we got five items on the Roper Report. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, do you understand the stock market is still the question somehow in the video game industry where we just want to talk about review scores and if we like things or don't think it's just still anarchy out there. Today's uh, twist on the entire uh, GameStop stock market story, of course, is that Robin Hood has fucked everyone over. <laughs> Kevin, at the very bottom, I put a link and highlighted for you there of like, let's check on GameStop stock. Obviously, it is changing pretty much by the second if we can get it up there. Uh, what does it say, Kev? Yours is super small. I can't read. It's pixelated. Uh, 230 down $116 today, about 33%. Yeah, at one point today, while the markets were open, uh, the stock was, in fact, at 400 uh, The one I saw, of course, getting screen capped everywhere. 469 What I'm seeing is 469.42 here at 10 a.m. And uh, the one that everybody screen capped, of course, was 420.69. That was one that's getting kicked around quite a bit. Uh, Tim, have you been following this? Do you understand it, oh. the base level what's happening? I've been following it uh, very closely. Do I understand okay. uh, enough? Not as much as I should for how closely I've been following it, but sure. I, I, I got a good grasp of it. A lot of a lot of explain it like I'm five uh, situations. I've seen many people, things talking yeah. about like gorillas and bananas and snakes. I've seen a lot of things with Pokemon. I've seen a lot of things with Nicktoons. Yeah, people are like trying to dumb it down to my level. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna read from Vice. Pearson is giving us the latest update on this. If we need to, we can stop off. I have a a tweet that I think boils it down really well. Anyways, let's check in with Jordan. Robinhood, the free investment app that has helped Redditors and other retail investors pump dark horse stocks like GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, and Nokia, has stopped allowing users to buy those stocks and other YOLO picks. According to screenshots shared on social media on Tuesday morning, I'm sorry, Thursday morning, a notification appeared on Robinhood telling users that they could close their position on GameStop stock but not buy any additional shares. Redditors are currently panicking, looking for ways to transfer their shares of GameStop off of Robinhood to other platforms and are genuinely generally furious at the platform. In a blog post, Robinhood confirmed that there they that it has placed restrictions on several stocks due to volatility. Quote, we are continuously 
we are continuously we continuously monitor the markets and make changes where necessary. In light of recent volatility, uh, we are restricting transactions for certain securities to position closing only, including AMC, BlackBerry, GameStop's in there, a couple other ones too. We also raised Nokia. margin. Yeah, we already talked about them. I mentioned it. But, you know, I just love it. I love everything. Well, you know why? Because there's there turd stock too and all these people are going out of business and here you got ready to i digress uh we also raise marginal requirements for certain securities the blog post reads Robinhood did not respond to a request for comment according to a pop-up on the app's homepage, 56 percent of all Robinhood users own at least some gamestop stock they are now unable to freely trade it the app is only allowing users to close out their positions meaning they can sell it but not buy more this is potentially devastating for novice investors who simply want to follow the gen- general marching orders of the r slash Wall Street Bets subreddit, which is to hold <laughs> parentheses and buy more GameStop stock until further notice. What a ridiculous sentence that was. <laughs> this is devastating news for the people that just want to follow the orders of the Reddit. If you just want to do what the Reddit says, you're fucked. It's bad. Over the past week, the stock market has gone haywire as retail investors on the r slash Wall Street Bets subreddit decided to buy the stock of the video game retailer GameStop and Mass. The idea was that GameStop's stock was extremely undervalued and that hedge funds had overextended themselves by betting against it or shorting it. Now that the meme has caught on and been encouraged by Elon Musk, who famously despises short sellers and whose company Tesla is another retail investor darling, GameStop stock is worth roughly $350, up from $4 in December. (coughs) Not up $4, up from $4 in December. BlackBerry, AMC, and Nokia, other Wall Street bet favorites, are also up. The result has been chaos for the funds that shorted GameStop, with Melvin Capital needing to call in a multi-billion dollar backstop investment to cover its losses. In response, several large trading platforms temporarily halted the uh, temporarily halted trading on the affected stocks. On Wednesday, the New York Stock Exchange halted trading for GameStop and AMC, and Canada's trading regulatory regulator halted BlackBerry. Uh, TD Ameritrade restricted users from trading GameStop, AMC, and other stocks, but was not specific about the timeline. <clears throat> All right, so everybody got that. We understand where we're at. We understand what's going on. Stock you know, GameStop right now two twenty two hundred and twenty dollars forty two cents. Tim, what the fuck? Can you believe that a throw? I, it keeps coming up on the subreddit. Remember, me and Widow were on the show. GameStop the stock was down to a dollar sixty, and I was like, "You should buy this probably." And everybody's like, "Greg fucking knew." Greg no no stocks, which I don't obviously. They're, they're obviously drumming it up a bit, but. I, even I would have never predicted this, let alone the fact that it continues to go on. When it happened a few days ago and the news broke and this is what happened, like, oh, man, that's a funny story that I'm sure will be done in 12 hours. And yeah. here we are still. Well, that that's the 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 interesting thing is I was talking to Gia about it this morning and she was like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like it's kind of, it's like definitely over in my world now. And I'm like, well, just to be clear, like the only thing keeping it in our world is that it's GameStop. Like this is very much has nothing to do with video games or games yeah, even like it has to do purely with the the stock market and wall street that subreddit and yeah it's it's been interesting to follow all this there's obviously a lot of really unfortunate things happening and it's it's crazy and i i i do think this is going to result in some positive change somehow it might not be immediate but you know seeing how riled up aoc <clears throat> is about it aoc and ted cruz kind of like on the same side of this like that yeah. That's a statement here, right? Like at the end of the day, what it comes down to is 
you know, Robinhood for years has been this excellent platform for people to be able to get into stocks and kind of understand it. And, you know, the, the more like the normies are able to. Yeah, well, that's their whole play. hook, right? Yeah. yeah, is that normies can play the same game that all these other guys are playing. And there's always caveats to that and the asterisk where it's like, well, it's not fully true because of all the hedge funds and because of how you know these the, the big guys are actually working uh but this just it sucks to see where it's like i mean it's the classic like political side of all this stuff where you know the people talking about free speech are often the ones that are you know the first to uh get upset when people are saying what they totally they think, you know yeah that's it, that, that that of course is the knock right now if you're not familiar with robin hood who has sponsored kind of funny content in the past and i would say and, and grant i'm not i wouldn't even say i am a novice of the stock market i'm just not even in the stock market realm but everything i've ever heard about Robinhood before today was like oh it's an it's an interesting easy way to get your feet wet go in and see what's because the idea was like i think the old deals we would that we would advertise were like you'd get a free stock you'd get yeah, to go stock, in there and yeah. just start feeling it out and so and so like as the vice article talks about here on top of the subreddit drama that's happening where they're over there being like hey we could make a lot of money if we go after these this hedge fund and then now that then they're eyeballing the other ones we're talking about right the robin hood as this thing points out with 56 percent of people owning games stop stock was a great way for people to go in and say i want to get a little bit involved i want to toss a few bucks in i want to just do this on a small scale and see if it works out right take a bet gamble a little bit and so yeah the blowback understandably today and justifiably today has been like oh okay so first off why the fuck are you calling yourself robin hood who stole from the rich and gave to the poor now the poor are using this and i not even poor necessarily but like not the wall street usual types use this app have found a flaw in the system are exploiting it and then what of course does robin hood do it doesn't bask in that it doesn't sit there and go yes this is what our platform is all about right i forget what i'm looking over here yeah, they've already changed a whole bunch of different stuff, right? But like when they're getting ratioed to death on Twitter, where everybody's throwing back in their face their original statement of what it was, right? Of what they were founded for and how it was going to work but, out. But I, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. Just this is illegal. Like you, you're not allowed to come together as a giant group of people and and inflate the price of a stock, right? Like I'm pretty well, sure it's one of those. I mean, like sorry, this, that's that's why it's a problem, and like this could have very negative consequences. The big thing right now, I for the record, for what you're saying, Kevin, and I, I, I'd like to think I've made this clear and abundantly clear. I'm not a stock guy. I don't know 100%. What I'm seeing from people who are talking about this is that, no, what the, the subreddit is doing is not illegal. Because it's not breaking laws. It's organizing. But isn't that what Mad Money Jim Cramer does and all these other people? Yeah. And they, like, isn't it this isn't this in a very similar way? Talk. I, I mean, it's not. I have a feeling that this is sorry. I, I This is just one of those. No, please really, tell me everything. Really, really hazy things where it's like you're not supposed to all come together and inflate a price like and of a stock. And that is what's happening. Like the prices. I think this is going to like eventually go to court and there's going to be. Like there could be bad consequences to the thing. Whereas like apps like Robin well, or be for sure. are like awesome and like have been like I've used for a long time. So like it makes sense that like Robinhood is trying to react in a way to like stop this to keep themselves from getting in more trouble, you know? So I'm I'm yeah, curious to see. I don't think that's see, the case. I, I'm pretty sure like again, I think I, it's I mean, one of those from, things where it's like nothing like this is happen this dramatically ever before but 
But um, I, yeah, I don't think that's that's true because like that is what the hedge funds people are doing. But that's different. That's one entity doing that, and other entities reacting to it, and it doesn't react like this. Like, right? I, I don't know. I, it, I, no, I, there's going to be the, it's the exact same thing, and like that's that's the problem. No, no, with but this, it's that, it's different because it's like it's one entity doing that. So, but they, a hedge they're fund, doing it, and then everyone's reacting. It's the same thing here of one redditor doing it, and then everyone reacting. I mean, there's a lot more antagonizing and like. They're, like they're blatantly being like, we need to keep this going. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's the, a system this- in place to keep it going, though. Like that—that's the thing—is that what it comes down to here is like the Robinhood's not stopping them because necessarily no, no, Robinhood wants to. It's that the the owners, the people that have big stakes in Robinhood that are above Robinhood, are fucking making them do this because they are the ones that have the hedge funds. See, they that, are the ones that, that that's will- where I think I, I really think that it's it's not so much that the like the big owners. No, I think it's Robinhood trying to like figure out what the long term consequences are of this. Yeah, I I, I really think I feel like it's them covering the asses of Wall Street people. Yeah, and these hedge funds that are going broke over this. Uh, again, we like we're talking about. We all don't know what we're doing. If you don't mind, I have a Bloomberg opinion piece pulled up from uh, the 26th, two days ago. But it has some of the, not answers, obviously, but I think also the fact that this none of us are. Th- this isn't a black and white issue. I'm reading Matt Levine. GameStop is just a game. Uh, Matt Levine is a Bloomberg opinion columnist covering finance. He was an editor, and you know, so he's. And this is an opinion piece, like anything else, but I think a bit more informed than ours. And uh, Kevin, I do know that you pay attention to the stock market far more than any of us. Let me actually drag it over to my main window. But is this security fraud? If a lot of people on Reddit band together to drive the price of a stock higher, is that illegal? I've been asked that question a lot recently. What I want to be clear, and I, and I want to be clear, number one, I don't know. And number two, if I did know, I wouldn't tell you because I do not give legal advice in this newsletter. And I particularly do not give legal advice that people on Reddit might read while pumping up stocks. That said, I suppose we should talk about the question in a general and extremely not legal advice term. I guess my answer would be that it might be illegal in all sorts of ways, but it is not obviously, obviously illegal. And if the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission were to go after Wall Street bets for this stuff, they will be breaking new ground and going beyond their previous cases. I do not, I do not want to say, quote, this stuff is all fine, but I will say I am not all that bothered by it. There are two main things that are illegal. One is security fraud. This basically means lying about a stock. The other is market manipulation. Nobody knows what that means. Legally, it means something, something to the legally, it means something like, and then this is a quote from somewhere I'm sure I'll source. To affect to affect alone or with one or more persons a series of transactions in any security, creating actual or apparent active trading in such security or raising or depressing the price of such security for the purpose of inducing the purchase or sale of such security by others. So if you buy stock with the purpose of pushing up the price so that other people will buy it, that's market manipulation. If you buy stock hoping that the price will go up because other people buy it, that's not market manipulation. That's just normal. Those things are not so different. There is a traditional four-part test for manipulation, that, and then it goes on a little bit like this. Uh, da, da, da. So, to cons- so consider the general concept of pump and dump scheme. Uh, the most classic pump and dump goes like this. Number one, I buy some GameStop stock. Number two, I put out rumors in my subscription newsletter on Reddit in fake press releases, whatever, uh, about some catalyst for the stock to go up. Quote, hey, I hear from an inside source that GameStop just got an exclusive contract to supply downloadable video games and Tesla cars, etc. Number three, people see the rumors, believe them, buy the stock, pushing the price up. Number four, I sell the stock to, to them at higher prices. 
This is very straightforwardly illegal, and the SEC goes after this stuff all the time. Allegedly, securities fraud, lying about stocks, uh, and then it goes on a little more. I, this is obviously an in-depth piece, but here, so it's again, I see pain. I see yeah. colors of what I, we're talking about. Go ahead. So the, the reason why I'm like worried about all this is because like you know investing is something that i've done for a long time and like it's been beneficial in my life quite a bit and it's one of those things like i wonder if this is gonna somehow create it so you can't like you're gonna need a stockbroker to do these kind of trades instead of just opening up e-trade or robin hood and doing yourself you know that's just yeah that's that's a real that is a a real fear so like that's that's what i'm saying like that's for that though but the reason the for thing. that is that they are trying to protect themselves. It's not that these people are doing anything illegal. It's that yeah, like, but there like, are I mean, rules it, being it's, made. But it's, this is such a like cringy, like, difficult thing for people to understand that make the rules. And when something like this r- radical happens, it goes up to those people. And those people then have to decide what the rules are because nothing like this has ever happened before. And because they don't understand how the w- world works, they make the rules with the things that they understand. And they have stock traders, so they don't have to worry about using – like e-trade or robin hood or any of these sure. you know sure smaller trade things that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah don't i, fuck I me totally Biden. understand that <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck me by him there's a shirt for you <laughs> oh my goodness gracious i'm looking around just going on and other stuff there's a whole bunch of people chiming in with you're wrong i'm aware that lawsuits and clash a- class actions are already being filed i'm aware that robin hood you can is, have lawsuits a- about anything you can totally. sue people about anything like that's something that people always need to keep in mind where it's like just because you're getting pursued for something doesn't mean that it a that it, you're gonna win or b that it's like based on anything real uh nanobiologist has this piece here robin hood is partially owned by citadel a holding slash trading group that has bailed out the companies that lost billions on this short they have a direct investment in what is going on in gamestop uh, it's not them covering themselves legally it's protecting their monetary interests of these handlers uh just sorting through this obviously again we're way outside of our usual ballpark over here yeah Back to the point. How fucking crazy is this? This is all happening on GameStop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like, what can we- you imagine being like at someone that's higher up at GameStop that is like, you know, not high up enough to like be the one that's making the company horrible, but you know, just high up enough we are responsible for things, and this is all going on. You're like, God damn it! <laughs> like, hey, we're back in the news and our stock's great because we're a joke. <laughs> but also, like, can you imagine being someone who's like, fuck, this ship is is sinking. And then all of a sudden, like those ten thousand shares that you got for working yep. there for fifteen years, are you know <laughs> two hundred times the value they were yesterday? Yeah, it's like yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's the same dope. thing. Yeah, like I, you know, like when it again, this has been going on. It feels like a lot longer than it has, but it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, relatively. I remember on what fucking monday tuesday whatever it was when like this started really breaking i I can see even no it was last week right yeah here it is uh on no january 25th god it feels so much longer uh of like oh man it's up it's over a hundred dollars now and that's when it really started getting kicked around of like if you would have bought it when greg said you to and i was thinking like man imagine if i had bought that and i had sold it all right now for a hundred imagine if you did that you bought it when i told you you sold on monday now it's four times that or at one point was like jesus christ you know what i mean you know you you gotta like and and then imagine if you held it yesterday and you're like fuck tomorrow's gonna be worth more and now suddenly like yeah sorry go ahead the, the rumor I'm hearing, right, and this is uh, from a bunch of different people and then also fucking Gary Witta, who's out there giving stock advice now, right, of like that when 
it's going to pressure will probably get it back on Robin Hood soonish. And when that happens, it's going to spike again. So if you can buy it now, you could buy a bunch and then make a smaller uh, return on it there or whatever. But who the fuck knows? I don't know what any of this shit's going to be. The crazy thing to me about all of this is, you know, we heard about AMC, which obviously is doing horrible because of the pandemic. We're talking about Nokia, which I didn't even know still existed. We're talking about GameStop, LOL. But Build-A-Bear was in this. And I'm just like, oh, Build-A-Bear sucks. I didn't didn't know that Build-A-Bear was was not doing well. What are the little boys trying to impress little girls going to do on Valentine's Day? It's a fucked up world, Greg. I don't know that I want to live it. I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to wave each other on Zoom. Tim, you can't go anywhere. Of course, Build-A-Bear's dying. You can't go to the mall. You go to the mall, you get coughed on, you're dead. Go to fucking Build-A-Bear.com and build some goddamn shit. No, dude. that's not the same. Part of it is getting the, you get the, the bear block. skin suit, just Greg, shove the Greg, shit the in kids, it like that. Just a heads up, the kids are going to the mall, just so you know. They're hanging out. They <laughs> just so care. you know. <laughs> yeah, they're out and about. I had to go return something the other day, and it's fucking, it, people just think it's normal out there now. It's I hate scary. it. I hate it. You know what I mean? Kid City. Number two on the Roper Report, Roger Craig Smith is done being Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, This is from Roger's Twitter uh, that he put up with a broken blue heart. Welp, 10 years was an amazing run. Onward to new zones. Much love to the fans who have been so kind. Blue heart, it's been an honor. uh, Blue heart emoji. Uh, It's been an honor. Hedgehog emoji. Of course, if you don't know Roger Craig Smith, a friend of the show, he's been the voice of Sonic for like 10 years now, as he puts in there, right? He's been in Team Sonic Racing, Smash Brothers, Sonic Boom, Sonic Forces, Sonic Generations. If you're like, I don't give a shit about Sonic, Greg, you also know Roger Craig Smith as Batman from Arkham Origins. You know him as uh, Ezio uh, from assassin's creed you know him as the, who the character was in dying light right he was the voice of that or whatever roger craig smith famed voice actor in the marvel games and stuff like that too uh yeah and here it is hanging up his uh red shoes tim how do you feel i mean it's it's pretty insane and uh honestly like I, i'm pretty bummed by this like the way this tweet is phrased doesn't make me feel like he wanted to do this you know yeah it's an uh, interesting he, one he, yeah. he didn't he did include a, a like a broken blue heart image in it and yeah, that's just interesting to me because I, I, you know, we were talking a couple of days ago about the future of Sonic, me and Bless were, and like, I wouldn't expect the future of Sonic to not involve Roger Craig Smith. Like the, out of all the things, he was kind of a constant that was a good thing. Uh, I mean, he's also uh, in Apex recently. He's yeah, one of the more, yeah, yeah. Like, Rogers, yeah. Rogers, he's part of the Troy, Laura, Travis click. He's in a million different things. You, you, you know, Roger Craig Smith's voice. But uh, if I remember correctly, the first time he did Sonic was Sonic Colors uh, back on the Wii. And uh, I remember like him being a highlight for me of like, oh, wow, there's like there's an energy to Sonic here that like we haven't really had in the video games, at least um you know then the cartoons and stuff uh julio white was like the sonic right. and i do remember when roger craig smith kind of was one of the first ones to really give sonic a voice and attitude uh that like was wow chili dogs that was consistent through games yeah. uh i was like oh shit i never thought that i i could hear a different sonic voice but this totally works um and yeah he's you know had some good games had some really bad games uh at this point i think he's done enough that he was it's probably about equal uh but I am definitely, definitely shocked about this. And uh, yeah, definitely a little bummed as well. I, I think that if anything, this kind of leads credence to maybe we're getting a Sonic Adventure 3 and maybe they're going back to the old voice actor for that. And I don't know. I, I would think you do a new voice actor, right? I, I was not a Sonic person. Or I, you know, I grew up as a Sega kid or whatever, but not somebody who played most of these games we just listed, right? Like I would imagine if, they haven't renewed Roger's contract. Like 
I, I, I imagine that's how it's got to be that he got signed to a multi-year deal, probably got renewed, obviously, throughout the years. And then it came up for renewal this time. They're like, you know, we're going to go in a different direction, which to me would mean they're going to bring in a new voice and they're probably launching a new show and a new thing and a new game. And they just want a new voice that's younger. I, I, I feel like young doesn't matter because like it, it, he comes off young. You know, he like Sonic sure. very much sound teenage. Let me try. Like, let, um, let me do this. I'm sorry. Cheaper, a younger, cheaper voice. Where I mean, you get you know, somebody cheap- in there who isn't because again, Roger is a preeminent voice in video games. But having said that, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much he makes. I, I feel like the level of quality and consistency that he brings would be worth it because I, I would be shocked if they give Sonic the Hedgehog a different voice that isn't Roger Craig Smith, unless it is. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the voice from the Ben movie. Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. You know, like I can see them wanting to do that, but there's no way that's cheaper. That's the thing. Yeah. I was going to say you're bringing in a Hollywood type who's no offense to Ben Schwartz, who I know very little about, except that that show, the show he does on Netflix, uh, Schwartz and Mildenstein or Mildenstein, whatever. Look it up. It's amazing. Uh, But yeah, you figure you think he'd be more busy with other movies and shows and whatnot, that he's not going to be as easy as Roger is. That's true. But he's also not like the biggest he's, I wouldn't necessarily call him a Hollywood type. Like, I've seen him as much on college humor as I have in like Hollywood things. But he's so been that thing like, where he's transitioning. You know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah, making I mean, that yeah, show. Yeah. At Middle this point, you know, Thank you very much. He, he was like, he's a voice in the DuckTales show, which got canceled. So he has a little more time going on. You know? Okay. Okay. And there's but, a pandemic. Yeah. He's probably making less things. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, long story short, I'm bummed about this Roger thing because I don't think that this was something that he wanted. But that's just pulling out of my ass. Eventually, they're going to do Sonic Dimensions 13 or whatever, and he'll cross back over, and he'll be there, and one day, Roger, will be Sonic again. Uh, for now, let's give the last word to Sonic super fan, Blessing Adioye Jr., who wrote in with this statement. Roger has been the voice of Sonic since 2010, which means he hasn't always had the best material to work with. But despite that, he knocked the role out of the park especially in instances like the unexpectedly good Sonic Boom cartoon. I, I'll be sad to see him go, but this may mean that Sega is doing something new and fresh with the character and that we'll see some new Sonic sooner than later. Fingers crossed. Thank yep. you, Blessing. Thank you, Blessing, Eddie O'Neill Jr. Right there with Blast, man. Uh, number three on the Roper Report, we have a statement from Scavengers Studio. Uh, if you don't remember, on my last episode, Tuesday, the required reading was Rebecca Valentine's last article at Games, uh, Games Business gamesindustry.biz, and it was about this toxic workplace, boys' culture, horrible shit that was going on over at the developers of Darwin Project in Seasons. Since then, uh, Scavengers has put out this statement that I will now read. Following the toxic workplace allegations brought forward in the media, Scavengers Studio wishes to apologize for the harm caused. Allegations such as these are serious, and we are committed to doing better for our employees, our fans, and our partners. Our company held an emergency board of directors meeting to discuss the best course of action moving forward. Effective immediately, Simon uh, Darvo is indefinitely suspended from all responsibilities within the company and from the board of directors. An external auditing firm will conduct an independent workplace assessment and audit of our culture and practices. Daisy Lily Best, currently Director of Operations, is appointed as Chief Operating Officer and will be reporting directly to the Board of Directors for the duration of the audit to ensure complete transparency and accountability. The audit report will be shared in its entirety with the team and presented by Daisy to the Board for further actions to be taken. 
To ensure a transparent, fair, and unbiased process, I, and this is signed by uh, Emile LaMarche, or Amelia, I guess, LaMarche, who it was also named in Rebecca's uh, report as being one, problematic and being a part of the whole uh, issue because she was an ex of Simon's, so like people would report things to her and it didn't really go anywhere. I pick back up, though. To ensure a transparent, fair, and unbiased process, I offered to temporarily step down from my role as chief, chief executive for the duration of the audit I will remain available to support the studio's normal course of business. In the meantime, we ask for the community's patience and understanding as we go through the process. The seasoned team has poured their hearts into the project. We have full confidence in their creative direction and will continue to support the amazing work of our talented team. Uh, Emil, it's got to be Amelia, right? Um, Emil, how would you pronounce that, Tim? Help me out here. I don't know, man. That's hard. I'm going to say Amelia. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. Emily, Emily, you're right. LaMarche, Scavenger Studio. Tim, had you kept up on this? Is this a, I, a good enough response? I had been catching up on this. And like we say, every single time there is a response, there's never a good enough response. It's, you know, like I, I'm happy there was a response. It seems like they're taking a lot of good action. Of course, we can pick it apart and talk about all the things they aren't talking about. But I do think that this is a good step forward. I think that they are saying more right things than there are omissions of things that people would want to hear. And, uh, you know, them doing the audit and looking into it and being transparent about people are going to be able to see what the audit says. I think that's key. I think a lot of times in these situations, that's not the case uh, when investigations are looked into that involve an entire company. Uh, only very few people are able to know the the findings sure. of that uh, or at least see for themselves. Oftentimes they're told to them by the people doing it, which, you know, how trustworthy is that? Um, but yeah, I think that they're taking the right steps, like stepping down while the thing's going on is, like I was talking about earlier, one of those things that feels a little bit like uh, open for criticism of maybe don't even say that if <laughs> it's not going to be like a full, you're just like, hey, I'm out type thing. But yeah, I think this is a, it's a good step forward. Yeah, you know, I think when we talked about it on Tuesday, one of the things I brought up was, you know, our friend of the show, Mitch Dyer, uh, who wrote the Star Wars games and does a whole bunch of stuff out there and making games. I had shared his tweet, which was a call to action of like, hey, like one of the horrible stories from it. If you see this, stand up and say that's not right in a meeting, right? And somebody had responded and been like, you're right. I was very excited for seasons. I'm not going to buy seasons. To which he responded like, I don't know if that's right, the right answer to take away because, of course, there's dozens of people who are working on that game that aren't part of the problem here. Like there's a toxic workplace and there's a boys club attitude and all these things that go to the top. And that's what they're talking about here. Like Mitch was very clear. And obviously I keep citing him because he's on that side of the industry. Right. And we always talk about voting with our wallet and how do you wrestle with these, this kind of stuff. He was very clear of like, it's about action from here. It is. And it's what we, I talked about with Fran on the show, right? It's about how riot responded and changed and put in the policies and the timelines and kept everybody abreast of the situation. Like, this statement of sidelining Simon, sidelining Emil Lai, whatever decided to say Emily. it is. Emily, thank you very much. Sidelining them and getting them off the thing to have somebody come in here and actually do an audit and figure it out and see what's going on. Like, that's the best we can hope for, right? Because you're talking about, of course, the people who are in charge of the company that are the part of the problem. So you need a third party. You need to be able to rise people up there. And we need to sit there and then see what happens and see what goes on from here. Yep. Number four in the Roper Report. Good night, Bleeding Edge, you sweet prince. Uh, the Bleeding Edge Twitter account tweeted today, with the studio now focusing on our new projects, projects, Senua's Saga, Project Mara, and the Insight Project, we've decided that there will be no further content updates for Bleeding Edge. 
The game is still playable on Xbox and PC. Thank you to the fans and to keep teaming up and causing chaos. Tim, Bleeding Edge, we hardly knew ye. Not even a year. Not even a year. Who would have called it? <laughs> everybody yeah of course this game came out march 24th 2020 this is the one i remember playing at e3 in the xbox area 2019 right yeah before the world fell apart and it was just like that thing like oh yeah all right well this is, that thing is like it was fun it was like this i was there with you and i was like well this is it's a fun game and you know there's actually a level of quality here like it's it's not just uh like shovelware like whatever it's like oh no there's some there's care put into this but it you know it kind of reminds me a lot of like when what was it battleborn was announced right with with overwatch it's like you know there's these trends and these waves of things that happening and it's like bleeding edge just missed the boat for that type of game and uh honestly like it's in a weird way i feel like bleeding edge has a better chance now (laughs) at succeeding than it did last year uh just based on the public understanding of game pass and you know kind of like you know, like just that type of, and especially with the Series X and like there being excitement around wanting things to play on the new console and all that. Um, but having said that, you know, last year, Microsoft really didn't have too many games. So putting these out like was kind of a necessity for them. And we still kind of see that now. I, I'm very interested in the, in the Game Pass ecosystem and what it's going to look like in years to come. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about it. I know you guys, I don't, I don't know if it was you, but yesterday they were talking about uh, the 18 million Game Pass subscribers and trying to do the math on that of like what that actually means financially and, sure. you know, how is this sustainable and all that. And I'm very interested in all that. Like it's, I, I want to see how this all shakes out. And I do believe in Game Pass and I, I obviously believe in the value of it all. And I think it's an amazing thing that is going to change the industry. But is it going to completely destroy microsoft from the <laughs> inside out like that we'll have to wait and see you know it's like they, they're goblin so. goblin i mean microsoft's so big that they they can like buy themselves out of problems so sure. so like that what i just said will never actually happen however i i do think that we could be heading towards a world where it's there's a lot of problems on the inside that bad decisions the, the anti-consumer decisions are going to be made to make up for at some point like game pass is going to change how games are made it already has, and I think it's going to continue to. And I don't think that it's necessarily going to be putting in a bunch of microtransactions to, uh, you know, like nickel and dime you every way they can. They're going to nickel and dime you a different way, which is they're going to make games that force you to stay in the Game Pass ecosystem so that you're continually coming back to play the games. That's going to change how the games are made. Sure. And well, like, I think that's the thing, what you're talking about here, right, where Bleeding Edge isn't being delisted. Bleeding mm-hmm. Edge isn't a games as service that is like suddenly going to, you know, they're taking servers offline. They're just saying they're not updating it anymore. And I think we can look at that and be like, oh, man, da, da, da. And I, I think we're applying more in our, a more archaic thought to it. Right. They've crossed the finish line for what they want Bleeding Edge to be. And clearly, even if people are playing it, there's not enough people playing it to justify going in and putting in microtransactions, DLCs, whatever. This mm-hmm. was the vision or is the vision they settled on. And that's what it's going to be. And it still exists on Game Pass. It's still part of that library. It still is that if you really dig it, you could jump in with a group of friends and get a game together. Probably I'm talking on my ass because I don't play Bleeding Edge and understand fully. But, you know, what i'm saying mm-hmm. is like it's not that it's gone but it's exactly what you're talking about where if we remove the lens of game pass and we dialed this back a couple years and we have the same conversation that they've announced this game this online games announced there's no more updates coming to it it hasn't even had a year we would be like oh man 
big trouble over there. But to what mm-hmm. you're talking about, game, the it, Game Pass changed the way games are being made and what the, the vision of a game is going to be when it goes to Game Pass. I think this fits with it. I mean, it did what it needed to do. You needed games in 2020. It gave you games in 2020. It gave you a reason that you were waiting for the next, you were waiting for later that month to get a different game. This game came out, you played it, you tried it, you did a little bit with it, great. You enjoyed your Game Pass subscription. It kept you on. Yeah. Oh, I want to. We need to do a games cast talking about Game Pass and the realities of it because I'm very interested in it. There's just like so much with this where I'm like, I can't wait till we're finally at a point that we're seeing Bethesda games coming to it. And it's like, like new Bethesda games, not old Bethesda games. And when we're starting to see consistent games in a year span coming to Game Pass exclusively, like to X, the Xbox ecosystem, you know what I mean? And well, PC and Xbox, right? that um of of consequence of games that are actually getting reviewed very well overall because otherwise it's just like i we need to stop just saying oh it's a perfect game pass game that is such an empty statement where more does not mean better and we need to stop just being like oh man it's a good value because you get a lot of stuff we need good stuff and honestly give us a couple good things and a lot of bad that's what netflix is but guess what we're not paying for netflix to watch stupid ass fucking bling empire reality shows we're paying for netflix to watch the the big originals that they're doing and all the shit's there too for when we want to waste our time right mm-hmm. and i think that that's the thing the game pass does not have right now and one day it doesn't it will, have the big budget it doesn't have the big thing it, it, gears five i would say is the the biggest thing that it's had in terms of we're launching it's a triple a amazing experience and i can't believe that that came out on the game pass model but they did it they did it And they're still updating it and they're still treating that game the way that it should be treated. To me, that is like a perfect example of how Microsoft needs to treat its premier game past titles. But then, you know, on top of that, there's like, there's a lot of things like this where it's like bleeding edge just was like here, you know? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do want to have a a conversation with you guys and really get into it. You want to talk about Game Pass on the GameCast, but can we Mm -hmm. talk about GameSpot and GameStop? on here no no i was just talking about the same thing because they all kind of have that same you know no don't worry about it uh number five on the roper report returnal has been delayed uh in a tweet from playstation it reads update returnal has a new release date of april 30th 2021 sie and house mark have made the decision to move the release date in order to give the team extra time to continue to polish the game to the level of quality players expect from house mark see you in april tim are you surprised uh, I'm not surprised. If I'm being honest, April sounds early to me. <laughs> I was going to say, as Greg Miller uh, has said on several shows now, I love Housemark. I can't wait to eat my words. I, I, I enjoy their game so much. I'm, I'm excited for Returnal because it's Housemark. Everything I've seen for Returnal makes me go, meh. I keep saying it looks like the game you have in the background of a movie. You know how in the movies they make up a game just to have on a TV when people play? It looks like that. And so... Mm-hmm. Not, neither of the the videos PlayStation's put out in recent uh, months now, I guess, uh, have really moved the needle for me. Of like, oh, I get it and I see it. M- knowing Housemark, it's going to be gameplay. It looks like it's almost a shmup in third person perspective. I'm sure I'll be in it and I'll I'll have fun with it. But I wouldn't be surprised if we slip past April as well as they try to really hone in on what the vision is for that game and what makes it tick. But maybe I don't know. And again, if I would have played it at an E3 or a Game Awards or something like that, it would have been a different story. Yeah, I I didn't even remember it had a release date, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. No. We'll see. Unbelievable. And, but not bad. <laughs> then, ladies and gentlemen, number six on the Roper Report. That's right. Breaking news. Kevin, click on it. Pull it up for everybody. We go 
to at play Avengers. That's right, motherfuckers. Marvel's yeah, Avengers. It bad. says, yeah, get a glimpse of the future with our War Table Deep Dive Hawkeye premiering February 16. We'll be showing Marvel's Avengers Operation Hawkeye Future Imperfect PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Like our previous deep dive, this will be directly uploaded and not live streamed. Swish. You, you take this as a swish. I take this as an anti-swish. To catch everybody up, uh, to spoil a little bit of the game. Shake cast, that thing. One of Greg shake Miller's, it, shake, shake, one of Greg shake, Miller's shake, predictions. Shake, shake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I, I like it. it. Woo! We're back, Greg baby. Miller's predictions was that Avengers was going to have a turnaround and be seen as a good game uh, this year in 2021. By the end of the year. Yeah. And honestly, like you, you're looking at this and celebrating as if that leads to that. I think this is bad news. This, this is way too early for this. No way in hell is this going to be as good as it needs to be. And on top of that, there's one key thing missing here that is not just Marvel's Avengers Operation Hawkeye and the next gen updates. We need also and a rollout plan of what's to come yeah. after this you're right and that's that's not here so that's a, that is a key factor of like i don't i don't have faith that there's going to be consistent goodness coming this year and then on top of that it's like man like i understand that things happened and time happens the way it did and blah 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 but you're telling me we're getting two hawkeyes back to back as the first dlc characters mm -hmm. is there anything less exciting than that i don't know greg I really don't know. It's like in Marvel vs. Capcom 2 when they were like, hey, here's Wolverine. Oh, there's another character. Oh, it's Wolverine with the bone claws. You're like, really? Really? Okay. okay. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, man, let's see how Clint plays. All right, Kate's a lot of fun. Let's see how Clint plays. And yeah, you're right. It's not the full-blown, and maybe it will be when we get there. We'll see. You know, I don't know. But like what I had pitched on the Gamescast was that my hope was when they came up, when they resurfaced, and I said in the coming weeks, I like a lot of this, again, my prediction was by the end of the year, Imran will say, yeah, Avengers is pretty good. That was the prediction. Uh, for this, though, it, my thought is, yeah, I wanted them to come back and have a war table that would show us Hawkeye, that would do the next-gen update, that would talk about Secret Lab, that would talk about what the roadmap is going, or I'm sorry, would do the Wakanda stuff and whatever that raid's going to be, and then also say, here's the roadmap. So, yes, I, that wasn't my prediction. That was my hope. That's what I was saying I would do uh, for, uh, you know, a resurfacing of Avengers in 2021. This is some of that, not all of that. Will it be enough? And will the war table deliver enough to... I, the, the thing about it is, it, for the 2021 prediction, that by the end of the thing, everybody's like... Yeah, or not everybody, but the general consensus is, yeah, Avengers, it turned it around. It's a pretty good game now. You know what I mean? Or it's a good game now. For that to happen, it won't happen with one thing. It will be chip damage as they go out. Because this one, you're you're right on the money, Tim, as always. Of like this one ends and it has to be Black uh, Black Panther. Uh, here's what you we, we, you know the roadmap is Wakanda. Even if they don't have it for here, roadmap is Wakanda here. Black Panther's the new character after that. Then it's gonna be Captain Marvel. Then it's gonna be this. You have to like lay all this shit out in what we've talked about. Have people excited and then hit it too. Because that's the thing is we talked about in the games cast, right? Like. I keep seeing people talking about, oh, man, like, isn't Spider-Man supposed to be in the early part of this year? Yeah, Spider-Man is not happening in the early part of this year. You will be lucky to get Spider-Man by the end of 2021. I would not, do not hold your breath for Spider-Man, the PlayStation exclusive. Because, again, they had to tighten all the bolts on this game that they released that were completely loose, and the foundation wasn't good. And if, you, they've show, if they've shown up the foundation enough to where they think it's solid to build on, then you come out, you do all this stuff, you start dropping and start doing it. But we'll see. Yeah, but, I, I, go ahead. 
I, I just, I, I feel like you're right in so much of it. I just think that February 16th is just way too early. Like, there's no way that this is going to be all the things that it needs to be in terms of foundation. All the but that's what I'm saying, about. Tim. Like, that's what I'm saying. It won't, oh, you mean on the foundation period? I, I'm just saying it's like, even the stuff where it's like, I, I don't have any faith that they come out with this update and then there's going to be a update of consequence anytime soon after that. Mm-hmm. And in, in, a, in a time that, that matters. And what I'm saying is the next gen updates, that is your big splash. That is your, hey, now that enough people have PS5s and Xbox Series Xs, hopefully in what you'd imagine. Like if that was June or July, that would make so much more sense where it's like, hey, boom, people have this. It's ready. We fixed the foundation. And here's Hawkeye. Next month, here's this. Next month, here's this. Like yeah, yeah. That's, that is how you do it. And that's how you start building. You know, like that's how you start having that slow change, no man's sky level type thing. No man's sky went away. And yeah, it came back. But this game can't do that because this no man's sky wasn't sold as a game's a service. No man's sky wasn't doing weekly updates on the the costume shop and giving you weekly challenges and all that shit. Yeah, but Avengers, I, I would say, is not gaining enough new people week to week uh, for that to really matter. They have people that are there. Are you doing that every week, Greg? I look at the update every week. Yeah, cool. You're one of them, right? They yeah. have you guys. Oh, it's, it's there, me and Slash R play Reddit. It's or play Avengers, play Reddit. Yeah. So it's, I, I just look at it. And I'm just like, if, if I was the business guy in charge of this, I think that this is a very, very bad sign for the game. Uh, this is Square Enix making decisions for Crystal that are very financial based uh, for the now, not for the long term. I. It's not that you're wrong. I just think that this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like but if you, I, you know, but the thing if you don't, no one's going to talk about it. Yeah, bullshit. The first you, that right, all you're the, the Reddit only one talking about Avengers. <laughs> all the Reddit talked about up until right now was, "Hey, man, I wish they would say something. I wish they would give a roadmap. I wish they would talk about content." And then when it comes up on any other podcast, it's, "Are they even updating that game? That game's dead." Yada yada yada. Like either way, you're going to get. And then if this drops and it doesn't bring you back, you're going to say, "Well, this wasn't enough to bring me back." And then it's still the same thing. I think their plan is to try to appease the people who want to play this game as much as possible and then hopefully get to a point where you're like, hey, guess what? Looking back at what we've hit and what we've done, this is why the game is good. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's just a really bad strategy because it's essentially, you know, giving the the people that are hungriest a small little treat as opposed to a meal. And it's like that that's the problem is that you you can find they're going to continuously just like drip feed them over an unknown time frame for until this stops being updated. You're, des- you're, destri- you're describing games as service. Yes, that's what they're going to do. That's what Destiny does. That's what Apex does. It is little things to get you to sign back on and then have a bigger drop and do something with it. I know, but like I'm talking about turning Avengers into a success isn't just like making the people that already like it happy. It's getting more people that don't like it to like it. Yeah, you and I are, I think we're on the same page where it's on different sides of the, the, the thing here. Where I disagree. I think keeping the people who want to play happy so they tweet about it and they talk about it and they podcast about it and they do whatever with it. And then you get the IGN article in six months from now in June. It is like, hey, if you haven't been paying attention, Avengers is pretty cool now. They added in Hawkeye. They added in Kate Bishop. They added in the Wakanda Wakanda raid. They did this future uh, perfect, imperfect thing. They've got Maestro. This is an interesting storyline. There's more villains. There's more of this. The play, like, 
I hear you. Yeah. I, I'm not again. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. here. I'm not you're, here you're shooting just, on your ID. You're just saying a lot of things that they're not saying. Like I, I will. Like if, if I, okay, well, my if, hope would be if by I would, the end of this year, it's not just robots you're fighting. Then you know what? Hey, I'll admit. First defeat. off, they've I'll added cold defeat. robots. All right, fucking bite your tongue. But, but <laughs> like, type of robot though, right? Hey, who's you know who? I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, but okay, I at think, the end of the day, Square's not happy with how much money this game made. Like that's like that has been said. That's been talked about. And so it's like the audience that they have. They can keep trying to scrape as much from them. It's not big enough. Like it's what the people on the Reddit right now are not the the only people they need to appease with this. Like there's a much bigger group, and like like it's it's not going to happen this way. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Well, no. I'm I mean, like wrong. I mean, the honestly, the odds are both of us are wrong. Neither strategy will work out that we're talking about in this game. You know, doesn't ever pick it up because how do you? Thank you very much, Lucy James. How do you? Turn it around when you're, you know what I mean? When you fuck up the first impression, you fucked up the first impression. We've like, and that's the thing where we, you know, talk about No Man's Sky and, you know, even I don't even want to, I don't even include Fallout 76 in that conversation as much. We've talked about No Man's Sky and how rare it is what they've done. Fallout 76, I think, even when they add NPCs, even when they've added the new loot inventory, even when like Fallout 76 will never have a number, another holy shit, everybody turn and pay attention to this game and play it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if Avengers ever does either. See, I think that's where we disagree because okay. I don't think it's a rare thing, and I think we've seen it with Sea of Thieves. I think we've seen it with uh, Rainbow Six. I think it's just like it's to different degrees and different levels. But uh, Fallout seventy six, I don't think will ever have that because I, I think in in any case, like Fallout seventy six and Apex, I think are two example or not Apex Anthem yeah. um, are two examples of too far gone, you're fucked. Like there's just no getting back from that in in a real way. Avengers are the fucking Avengers. And all you have to do is make something that is good enough and is giving people the things that they want because there's already something there they want. They want Spider-Man. They want these characters. They don't want to just be fighting robots. And I think that if they were to change that and like relaunch this game as and make it an exciting relaunch of it's next gen and it's the characters you want and it's all this stuff, that would be uh, a newsworthy thing that I think they can essentially relaunch the game and actually gain a substantial amount of new users while keeping the old users, and then that conversation can start to turn around. I think it's way too early for that to happen. The game came out in September. We're talking about February here for, for um, this update. And then, keep in mind, yeah. Hold on, let me start. Let me do the math real quick. Just make, yeah, yes, we we're talking about February, and we're talking about content that was supposed to be here in November. Like, think yeah. about how fucked that timeline oh, is of what absolutely. they were trying to do. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. So it's like there's been a bad taste left in people's mouths for for months now. And it's kind of just like the, you know, people's first reaction. And when I say people, I mean people that aren't actually playing the game. Uh, people on podcasts just talking about <laughs> it that aren't you. Uh, where it's just like, oh, Avengers, yeah, that failed. Like, that's the conversation, you know? Yeah, and, like, and that's... Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just think that, like, there's a chance to, like, to have announcements happen where people like that look at it and go, oh, shit, they're... they're there's a chance they're turning it around adding hawkeye months later after you just added kate bishop is not that way i don't disagree with you again i i think the you know this is the ticket was punched and i don't know in how many years beforehand when they were planning what they're doing because again like one of the reasons i dig avengers on top of just enjoying the gameplay of it is the, i like the comic book storylines of it so kate's storyline coming off of aim storyline and then tying into Clint's storyline here, you see what they were trying to do. And I think there's an alternate universe where COVID didn't happen. And then whatever behind the scenes that we'll never know about didn't happen either. And they hit that. Guess what? Game drops, September Kate's October Clint's November. 
X happens in December, maybe it's just a holiday event. January, we, like there could be a thing where if they had monthly heroes and or villains or whatever it is that Avengers is like, again, all the criticism everybody had at launch, I guess if it's not broken and then it slows everything down to fix it. Like there's a different world to it, but we're not there. And this is the world. I do want to pull something out that I, th- I find interesting, this whole conversation we're having, right? Because you're, let me know if I'm putting words in your mouth. And I like that only kind of funny games daily could go on and rant about Avengers. <laughs> Nobody cares about but me. Uh, like, and the community around it, because I'm going, you're, you, I'm talking about drip feed to get to the end of the year and be like, oh, Avengers is a pretty good game now. You want it to be one killing blow where they drop 16 different things and that's ready to go, right? And that's the uh, big point. Well, it's a mix. I mean, even like the killing blow could just be like, what's, here's one big thing, but then also announcements of a roadmap that we believe in of Mm -hmm. dope shit not just of like little weird trinkets here and there that may or may not happen but like a believable schedule where you're like oh they're saying that next month we're going to get this and i believe them yeah if they come out in february and say oh in march you're getting this and in uh april you're getting this blah blah blah, i don't believe you why would i believe you you get what i'm saying i do and the the point i was going to drive to that in the chat it was uh caption g yeah, caption G J Honka said Sea of Thieves didn't have content forever. Uh, they played the slow game, and then uh, gaming uh, Deruvenator said, "What Fallout seventy six is popular, isn't it?" Again, we're talking. These are two good examples of it that have a community behind them, and people really enjoy them. But they fucked up their first impression, and now forever when people talk about them, they talk about them as failures. But see, look, here's the problem with this logic. There's fans of everything. There's a community for yeah. everything, no matter how good, no matter how bad. It's like we can't just be like, oh, well, well, people like it. People like everything. Avengers should be liked by millions more than it is currently. Like that. Yes. Come on, guys. Like, you know what we're saying here. Like that. That's the thing. Of course, people love Avengers. You platinum Avengers. Like you can't like, well, bad hot <laughs> I was about to say, you're not going to put time to platinum a game if you don't at least not like I'm not putting uh, 140 hours into a game I don't like. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, of course. Of course there's communities for Fallout 76. Of course they've made changes that made them happy enough here and there. Like, I I get it. Look, I've played every generation of Pokemon. Like, I've, I've been fucked around and liked a bunch of shit that isn't as updated as it should be almost annually. Like, I know how this shit works, but it's like, that doesn't change the fact that there's a lot to criticize there. And no, I don't think so anybody far, in here was trying to give them an out. I don't think that's what's happening. I, and I'd like to imagine you tell me I'm not giving them an out either. Like, right, I'm disappointed as a fan. Well, I'm not even just saying, like, criticize in terms of, like, what the plan is and in terms of believing that it's going to actually change anything. In terms of what we're talking about is at the end of the year, people being like, oh, Avengers is good. Who are those people? Because if those people are just the people on Reddit, they're already saying it. Or they're close enough to say it that if they get anything, they'll say it. And, like, that's great. Cool. Of course, I want the fans to things that they're fans of to be happy for that obviously but avengers is bigger than that avengers is a huge deal that everyone that owns a playstation or xbox should be like if i'm not doing this i'm missing out that is not the case right now that is so far from the case right now and i think that it that with the talent of crystal with the 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 money behind them from square with the ip of avengers like all of that is not only possible it is expected true Tim, I'm excited to get to December and find out who was right. If Avengers actually ended up being a good game in Imran Khan's eyes, but that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say a word from our sponsor, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software. No, no, you go right here. We're going to do the ad right here. (laughs) Now, Tim, if I wanted to learn about games, where would I go? Uh, 
the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah, I like to keep you on your toes. The, the ad is just Patreon. We're late today. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Go there and hang out and ask us questions and get the show ad free. Don't even bother cutting this out, though. I <laughs> got you. Out today, the medium on Xbox Series X and S PC. Uh, Oleaja, almost like Ouija, but it's not. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, Tiny Shot on PC. Gods Will Fall on Switch. The Yakuza Remastered Collection, Xbox One, PC. Uh, Marching Forest, Mayan and the Forest Gift, PS4 and Switch. Tuhu, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. Uh, Disjunction, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. Royal Tower Defense, Xbox One and Switch. Golden Force, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Sword of the Necromancer, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Colossus Down, PS4 and Switch. Curious Expedition 2, PC. Heaven's Vault, Switch. Uh, Monstrum 2, PC. Chroma, Bloom and Blight, PC. Devour, PC and Mac. Journey to the Savage Planet, Steam Release. Uh, Strange Field Football, Switch. Citizens Unite, Earth X Space, Switch, Sushi Party, Switch, Golden Force, Switch, The Choice of Life, Middle Ages, Switch, Seasonal Assistant, Wii U, Silver Falls, Undertakers, 3DS, I don't know, it's what it says, Save Farty on Switch, Cooking Festival, Switch, Chill Panda on Switch, Vera Blunk, uh, Ghost in the Castle, Switch, Burn, Super Trucks, Switch, uh, Crossbow Blood Knight, Switch, uh, a brand new military transport vehicle, the Vetir, Vetir, uh, is now available in GTA online at Warstock Cash and Carry. Uh, ready uh, ready to move up to 10 people or cargo of your choosing. That's it. Tim. New Christmas game appears in the eShop, but only on Wii U. Just what people a, wanted, right? It's a Christmas game, Greg. <laughs> I try not to think about it. I try not to think about it. Uh, we ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and of course ask us questions get the show ad free get the exclusive post show we do and also write in for squad up this is where you give us your name username platform of choice why you need help in a video game i read here the best friends come and help you and everybody has good times uh bj bernardo needs help irl that's in real life ladies and gentlemen hi y'all in what feels like a lifetime ago i hit a low point in my life and suffered from depression i got help and found love and hope in my family friends coworkers, and yes the kind of funny community Though it still comes around, I am way better at handling it. Ever since then, I want to do everything I can to support mental health, so today is always marked on my calendar. Today is Bell Let's Talk Day. Using the hashtag, hashtag uh, Bell Let's Talk, uh, it will have a little emote at the end. When you tweet, gram, Facebook message, or text or call the... Uh, or text or call on the Bell Network, uh, just by using your preferred social media platform and hashtag Bell Let's Talk, you can give five cents to mental health initiatives uh, that helped others just like me. Last year, this day, uh, the little act raised over $7 million. For more info on Bell Let's Talk Day and how you can help break the stigma of mental health, please go to letstalk.bell.ca. If you suffer from mental health, then know me, Greg, and Tim care about you and want you to know you are not alone. And if three random dudes on the internet care about you, I'm sure someone in your own life cares about you too. It's true. Well put, BJ. Well put, BJ. Of course, yes, if you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram and use hashtag Bell Let's Talk. Bell donates five cents. This isn't you donating any of your money. This is a free thing you can do that then uh, five cents for everything they see. Uh, Bell will then give to mental health resources. So, yes, please go do that. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Nika Ash writes in and says, Amelie is pronounced Amelie, emphasis on the first syllable. 
Aumali is how she Aumali. She A U capital A U. I don't even know what Aumali Amali Amali. I'm gonna say Amali. That's what we're saying. Uh, Nanobot just says we also missed today that Phoenix Rising's DLC, a new god, is out today. No, there are new trophies, but no new achievements. <laughs> I'm still Mike Mike. I don't understand the dual sense. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking clowns. You know what I mean? So oh mean. my I love goodness. It. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow I am back to close out the week with Giancarlo Valdez, an old Up at Noon buddy of mine, who, of course, since being in the IGN Up at Noon audience, has gone on to become a video game reporter, just like the rest of us. Very excited to talk to Giancarlo tomorrow. Uh, if you're watching live, you get Blessing Jr., and that's oh, Snowbike Mike. Oh, I got no more new achievements. Well, bro, what am I going to do, Shari? I'm going to go harsh the gnar. <laughs> oh, I'm skiing. I wish I could play more games, but I don't have any achievements. That's <laughs> 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 him over there. You know what I mean? Everybody, I want you to hang out. All right, I want you to hang out in the chat uh, here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. And when it pops up, just say your condolences to Snowbike Mike that there's no more achievements. Achievements are dead. Trophies rule. You know what I'm saying, everybody? <laughs> All right. Oh, God. We have a post show to do. Of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week down a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash games, where you can go right now to get the post show we're going to record. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Tim, anything to say? Uh, yeah, Andy Cortez of the set just says, Greg, harass the new employee. <laughs> I didn't even start on Roger yet. Don't get me. Oh, I'm so young. <laughs> Everyone I respect that kind of funny is going to die before me because I'm so young. I'm Roger Harsh the Nar. Fucking kid. Let's go do a post show. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.